Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Maiman. And uh, what a day it is today outside. Holy cold. Well, here's the problem. And Aaron brought we, winter we, in we with inf- him. No, it blew we, me down here. We've got two Canadians <laughs> in today. I left my house. It was 45 degrees. Gorgeous day. Sun's out. Next thing I know... I got Canadians and spearfish, and it's five degrees and howling. What's I'm that fine. all about? Obviously. You guys need to toughen up. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> I, like we had we had eleven cold. days of just about minus forty. Oh my gosh! Is that Celsius? Same. No, minus they're, forty. Minus they're the 40. Same. Okay, they, so they, explain this to me. They I intersect I, I, at minus forty. I, I, I think. Okay, so I get that and I understand that and I knew I, I set this up because I did know that. But here's my question. Forethought? No, 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 no. So at minus forty, they intersect. So now all of a sudden they're the same temperature of degree of coldness at 40. Hey, Can somebody scientifically minus 40, explain that to me. You, I, I will you, explain you, it. It's just you, a unit of measure. Minus 40 Celsius sucks. Minus <laughs> no, Celsius I, 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 Fahrenheit. I got, I got something you can understand. Really sucks. Yes, please help me. Okay. So when you and I are climbing the mountain. Yeah. If you start first. Yes. At some point I pass you. And yes. that's what's happening at minus 40. Yeah, but it's still getting colder then. It's still colder at some point. Yeah, but you're just starting. falling behind. Oh, after. my God. No, that's not. So a, you're, and I, and y- you know you what? Know? I can appreciate that. I have fallen behind because I have to push my fat friend up. Um, so I, I get behind. Fat friend, eh? It's really easy Let's to convert him, Brian. It's nine fifths plus thirty-two. But oh my word! Way, Does your brain work oh like that? Oh my god! No, nine that's, fifths that's plus thirty-two. No, no. But the easiest way yeah. is double it, double take it. off ten percent, yeah. and add thirty-two. That's Same so. Thing. So listen, everybody listening is like, I like a little. You banter, understand how this works? So minus I, forty doubled, minus eighty. Take off ten percent. Whoa! 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 whoa. Minus seventy-two. Whoa. Add. Add thirty-two. You're, you're, I'm gonna blow up. That was minus forty. I'm gonna blow up. My brain's gonna blow up. Anyway. So it anyway, like I have today. listen. I have we have we have the great British Columbia outfitter Aaron with us today. We have Brian, great. the mountain man, a Martin with us. We have Brad Dana. Bleep's not on a mics uh, today because we he's gonna he does a better job of grabbing us by the back of the hair and he getting a wooden spoon out and beating us like my mother did. He's got COVID. I think um, I, he came up with an adjective for all of us. We need to come up with an adjective for Brian. Oh, I've got adjectives Amazing. for him. I've got a lot. Extraordinary. But just no. pause this. I'm in a complete loss. <laughs> I'm in a complete loss. All right. We, I, once in a while, we'll call him Sasquatch on the air. Sasquatch, Sasquatch. or Sasquatch? He's what, either one. Sam Scratch is Sam, what it should be. That's Sam, right. Because I've trimmed my and beard then, down. And then when he's really so, ornery, I call him Blurch. Um, no, I, I've trimmed anyway, my beard we're down. digressing anyway, the game. You guys, like you guys crazy. Okay. Call so here's Abel. what we're going to talk about today. Because Bleep's sending me big notes right now in front of me. Talk about this. Why hunt British Columbia? Now, there's a multitude of reasons, but we, it's obviously we have the great uh, British Columbia great. mountain man. I don't know if I like that. Brian Martin. Okay. Brian Martin. Oh, okay. Okay, got that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Just rolled right over me there on that one. 
Well, I, you know, the first thing I was going to say is just great outfitters and great guides, right? In British Columbia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've been there a few times and I've for the had, most part. for the most part, I would say great guys. And Bo- Rolling Bones has gonna, done a good, great job of, of we- vetting, of vetting. Exactly. There and you know go. what, you know, we should actually do a podcast on that because you've been an integral part of that. Brian's been an integral part of that. Oh, don't and throw me in the, bu- under the bus. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in that, but you're in that bus so you can get under it too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what? And obviously, um, you, you, uh, are our primary resource for, uh, delivering great adventures in British Columbia is what I would say. Right. Right. I like that you use the word adventures. Yeah, because well, here's world class. That, here's one of the problem. Well, go ahead. You know that that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Where can you go? You know, there's places you can go. I understand, but where can you go and get 80 miles from a road? Right. And where can you go? And the only thing that you're going to see is a is 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 your dirty, scruffy guide who's been there for 60 days already, well, and there's nobody else. When we were up there, we'd gone in. What'd you think? It, it was 50 years or some darn thing. Oh, that. Yeah, that one place when we, we kind of went exploring. Yeah, I know that the outfitter before me hadn't been there, and the outfitter before him might have been there, but there was just about fifty year gap there in between. That so cool. I mean, yeah. where can you go and be displaced from human activity mm-hmm. for fifty years? Yeah, that's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, this weekend I was looking at. I, I bought that book that you had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was thumbing through that and looking at pictures and just going back and where they're pushing mules across, mm-hmm. you know, these sloughs and stuff. How what? Because when you go out there, and oftentimes I think, man, can you imagine being here before everybody got here? Yeah. You know, I, I always think that. Well, That's the a pictures place in that book because I have that book too. Did yes. you send that to me? I gave that to you. Yes. You gave that to me. Yes, that's right. And, and and the pictures in that book, it's not a very good read, but I have read it. Um, and, and I, I'm what not do you saying, mean? I'm not busting. It's 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 I, choppy. It's Elmer Keith's in there. Well, it's a diary. It's it's just cool. It's yeah. just like what's it called? Yeah. Oh, and what's that called? Do you uh, remember? It, basically, I don't remember what it's called, but it's uh, it's a piece bu- to the Fraser by Prentice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. You ever seen and, that and book? I should so, say so it's not a good read because it is for what it is. You're right. Yeah. I have that one here. It, oh, it, yeah, that's a good so I haven't looked at it in a yeah. year, and I grabbed I, I, it this weekend. I personally like the history of all that stuff. I, I loved it. Yeah. That That's what made it totally like you couldn't even set it down. Mm-hmm. And the pictures that they connected to it, you know, were like, Amazing. Picture this, and we going were in that back, valley, going back in time, and you're going to meet with all these people, and well, so you send them, so you here. send them letters, say, okay, we're going to meet here, yeah, on August that second. That was the most mind blowing thing. I sent a letter to John the surveyor, yeah. and I told him that it, we would, be and there I come up on a steamer, and then period. I get on the, you know. I'm like, we will have 27 horses if he could have a crate ready to get on the river and take us down to X point. Can you imagine? Is this like the 30s and 40s? Is this when this was written? Uh, That one was 27 and 28. Oh, so before like the Chadwick Ram was shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it cool. yeah, that's a really good point. Anyway, right. I was I was tooling through my book again. only for that reason. There, you should hunt British Columbia because right. that 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 was amazing. Well, and. Tell me, would you stand there and wait for somebody for three days if they're four days, if they're that many days late and go, eh, it's no big deal. Right. This is normal. Not not in today's society, no, you wouldn't no. at all. I mean, no, if you're you had a plan stuff six late, months in advance, a year in advance. 
Yeah. Well, that's they actually. It says in the book they started that expedition thirty months before. Yeah. And it I was going to say it was more than two about, years. It was more than two years. I, I, I specific. It was something 30, 32 months before. And he said how he did it, how he the, all the original mm-hmm. letters he sent out, and then to wait for a letter back. Yes, I'm interested. I will meet you here. Mm-hmm. We will do that. Just even the logistics, like you said, yeah. to plan that through letter. And you, you jump on a big old horse and you start going right away from when we left. We go through this great big giant burn. Yeah, I mean, you see so much different mm. stuff. And you, what are we? A couple hours in the burn, mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden you get into this uh, heavy fur patch, mm-hmm. you know. And it just looks to me like oh, this. And then be we great. opened up into that pond. Yep. And then we get it. And then, and we then get that, that boulder river field. Bottom. That big boulder field. I call it boulder field. Riding out on that boulder field. I gotta tell you this quick story because this is why you hunt British Columbia. It's about the adventure. Okay, mm-hmm. riding out, you went ahead of us, and we had a moose. And I'll never forget packing up out of a Hilton camp because I'm a Hilton Honors guy, my financial services world. I was like, dude, I'm staying at the, the most remote Hilton on planet Earth. Yeah. So, so here we are at Hilton camp, and you and I are loading that thing up, talking, you know, getting the string of horses loaded up, and we're riding out. I'm not kidding you. As God is my witness, we come into that boulder field or that creek bottom that's washed out past yep. that lake. Right, right, right. And – it's raining and thundering and lightning, and we're on the horses. And I'm thinking to myself, literally the hair on my hand is standing up because of the static electricity. And I see a lightning bolt just crash off into the trees. And I was thinking, holy shit, this is amazing. Aaron pulls up, and he looks at me, and he goes, what you think? And I says, I've never felt more alive than at this moment. And Aaron, yeah, and that's funny. You know, and I'm thinking like, oh, geez, another crappy day at the office. Well, Aaron, and, Aaron, and here, Aaron but, is but, so – you you're an outfitter in British Columbia. You're the only guy I've seen put three sets of rain. I'm like, I'm not getting wet, man. Oh, I'm man. not going to do it. There's nothing worse than a wet <laughs> crotch when you're riding. It's terrible. Right? Anyway. But but but, but you, you have a great point, and and that's what I like about you and Brad when you came. It is about the adventure, yep. and and there you know I do this every day, you know all that. You kind take of it stuff. for granted. You, I take you it start for granted. Get, you, yep. Yep, until yep, yep. You, and one of the biggest things I have problems with is stopping and taking a picture of a great sunset or a great sunrise. Well, this is like you see it all the time. Last but week I be, was looking at some of those pictures and and just goofy pictures like those we were fishing for those trout and we caught those bull trout. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Beautiful and that big mountain behind it. Yeah, yeah. Killer view. Mm-hmm. Um we had we had those goats in panniers, you know, we had them skinned up, fleshed out, salted. <laughs> I'm like, that's a cool pick. It yeah. is a cool pick. You know? Yeah. And you know, to do that stuff, throw a diamond. You know, diamond hitch. That's a traditional thing from a long time ago. Right. Right. You know, this is pre-cars, pre-all that kind of stuff. This is how stuff got done. Well, you're and really do good. That way, you're really you know, good with your hitches and knots, and you're you're a horseman. And, and it's not like a sailor is. actually tying knots on a boat. It's that specialty, really. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the knots we tie are from that. Yeah. Yeah. You want stuff that you can get loose if it gets tight. Yeah. Right. Bowling knots and. But yeah, just to, to wrap your brain around, <coughs> you know, all the history and. Why we do what we do, I mean, there's still the reason we do the do it the way we do is because it's still the best way to do it. You know, Hundreds of packing, years later. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen well, people use seatbelts and whatever else, but, right. the, you know, the diamond hitch, 
That's good. Diamond harness works well. You can have a horse oh. hit a tree going 15 miles an hour, <laughs> and that stuff doesn't come off. <laughs> the horse flies <laughs> sideways. I will attest to that. It's true. <laughs> It's well, crazy. It's one hilarious. of the craziest thing I, I remember that on this horse or on this trip is when you tied. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Um, how strong? You can always it, edit. Uh, how strong a fjord's tail is? Oh, it's, well, a horse can pull more with his hair. tail than he can with a harness. So I've been told. I haven't tested it. Right up until the po- tail breaks. Well, well, yeah, I don't that know. That fjord we're, we're, is we're giant. As gi- what a giant, a gentle giant that oh, horse yeah. was. Huh? God, Titan, boom. Boom, boom. He just went, you know. I he's, was like, he's got Norwegian a kind, he's got a kind horse, eye, say. too, you know. <laughs> what are they? Norwegian war horse. Is that, wh- is that where they originated from? A n- yeah, Norwegian. they're, they're Norwegian. Norwegian horse. Yeah. So they, they just had to carry all that armor and stuff. I mean, that's a So, boat. no, they got to live. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But can you imagine if you're going across with a boat somewhere and you got a bunch of horses with you? <laughs> Man, <laughs> little quiet ones would probably be the best. <laughs> yeah, it's a breeding. And they quiet. hold their weight really well. They can. Yeah. They, well, they can. You know. They're tough. Here's here's, to here's the thing. If so, I'm hunting British Columbia. I, I hope everybody listening is is the, the adventure is the amazing part. But in like Brad said, the just the diversity of the terrain going in on that hunt was amazing. But that back valley we were at, I'll never forget that night we got in, which was the second day of riding, which was longer than you stated. But, um, but you know, I understand. Outfitter miles. Um, we set that so TP up. Outfitter miles. And we were sitting there, and I said, so where, where are we looking? I know we're looking up high for these goats. Well, they'll be in the cliffs, but your guys' luck, we'll find them on the tippy top of one of those two peaks. And the next morning I'm like, dude, um, there's some uh, goats, I think, up there. I will <laughs> add that. I did not believe him. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> no, because, I mean, he's cried wolf how many times? Oh, Tell never. Me oh, come on. Never to you. <laughs> oh, oh. you I, I will give you that. You spotted those I'm goats. not saying that I was you busy didn't even have to. G- I said we spotted them. Hey. I didn't even ask for credit hey. that we spotted them. But you, you spotted those goats. You were making you had grilled bacon. Because I was making bacon. Coffee. Good cowboy coffee. Mm-hmm. And all Unbelievable. That. Oh. It's just and not that, the same. And that flapjack bread. What? What is that bread? That uh, uh, you like that bread? Just nan bread. Because you can't destroy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a. It's like a bread taco or something. Yeah. yeah. And they put it on a grill, and when it's grilled yeah. and hot, and with all that other. Oh man. Hey. So you fry your bacon, pull it out, and then you fry your nan bread in that grease. Put some cheese on there, and a little mayo for breakfast. Sweet oh, mercy! So this is why you hunt British Columbia. Did we tell? Are we? Are we talking about why so, you want to hunt British Columbia? Yeah. Some of the other stuff. cool things. So you know, did you have good food on your trip? Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's the one thing I will tell you about the horses. The way you run the horses is the food. Like you took. Uh, How many times do you eat Mountain House? An, zero. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have salad? A salad, pork chops, uh, steaks. Oh, the short ribs were my favorite. The short ribs were my favorite. Did you not chicken. like the short ribs? The chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all. I mean, horses let you do that kind horses, of. Horses. Yeah, you can pack a lot. Man, you can pack some. Good well, stuff. and and you know, stuff like cooking, cooking your stuff, cooking over a fire. You mm-hmm. know, we had you know threw a grate on there. That was only because I forgot the stove. But anyway, you would know. <laughs> <but it's, laughs> I'm just kidding. But I've been with outfitters in, in Northwest <laughs> Territories. That's all that, with like old Pete Kozier and the Yukon yeah, yeah, yeah. and NWT outfitters, Dwayne and Daryl Nelson. That's how they cooked all meals, mm. start a fire, pound the steaks in, and they had a grate with like four steaks, and that's how they cooked everything. Yeah, I mean, if you have a fire, sitting by a fire at night, 40 miles from the nearest trail off of a road, 
that's pretty cool. Well, and the other thing is, you know, how many times have you sat around talking to your grandpa about hunting stories and all this kind of stuff? And they're talking about back in the day, I did this way, yada, yada. You know what? These are stories you're going to share with your grandkids too, but it's pretty cool. When back you go, in the day is 2021 now. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> pretty cool when you go and you do it the exact same way your right. grandfather did it. Yeah. I mean, so that's the kind of experiences we try and do. Hey Kelly, what is, what is our um, moose hunt right now in British? So just so everybody knows Kelly's got an office close to where we're doing the podcast. Kelly's the brains. Yeah. Of the deal. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Kelly and Lindley and Mary, we probably wouldn't have a company. Yeah. Um, Ask for Kelly for uh, sure. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what is the price on the uh, British Columbia moose hunt? I so, like that you're involving <laughs> Kelly because what? Eighteen. So so okay. Eighteen and and was that eight species? Eight species. <laughs> gonna have to throw in a. Hey, listen, uh, audience. I'm working for you right now. Yeah. I'm working for you. Gonna throw if in you, a rabbit. If you want to know, now, marmot. And now these squirrel. these moose are similar to what you're looking for in the Alaskan Yukon. Well, it, so. They're not quite that big, but they're, they're not big. quite that okay. big. But our you, average you guys, isn't far you guys, off to you the guys, same. You guys need to just back off here oh, and let me okay. talk. Okay. Got to give this. Brad the floor. Brad the floor. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's so, take it. I'm going to wheel so back from my picture, mic here a little bit. Picture this. You're going up in the middle of nowhere, and you're hunting a similar caliber of moose for half the price. Yes. That's what this is. Now, it, can, you, can you live with a 52-inch moose instead of getting a 55-inch moose for half the price? I don't know. Maybe you can't. Well, I think most people that, and me included, that are listening to this, um, we're interested in a big paddled moose mm-hmm. that has good fronts, mm-hmm. and that's a representative of something of mm-hmm. northern Canada, mm-hmm. um, Yukon, Alaska. Well, I, let, well, let me ask you a specific question. Okay. The moose I killed with you, mm-hmm. okay, great, doesn't have a hole in the horn like that one up there. Yeah. Anyway, um, next time um, you just have to shoot. <laughs> okay, Do you, so, <laughs> hold, hold what's on, wrong with shooting on. that moose? That's a fifty-two we, inch moose. But, yeah, we but, get moose. But here's that. my question: Nothing, nothing's wrong with that. That's yeah. a Canadian let, moose. Let, let, really good moose. Hold on, let, yeah. let me let me okay. finish. Okay, okay. Sh- that sh- moose, he's turn. He's he's a goofy moose because he's turned totally in. Mm-hmm. Right, ninety to his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we flared him out like that moose or that moose there, mm-hmm. okay, would a Canadian outfitter have told somebody to kill? That moose, or not a Canadian outfitter, Alaskan. An Alaskan outfitter, would they have told him to kill that moose or that moose that I killed out there in 60 to 70% of the camps? Yeah, it's the same. A lot of times, the only difference with our moose, I mean, and, and you see it in places where it's more open, the moose lay wider because they can. And where we are, there's timber, all that kind of stuff. So your moose are typically... You know, your pans aren't a whole lot different, all that kind of stuff, but they stand a little straighter up. So They don't flare out like that. No. So we've harvested moose that are 47 inches wide and make the book. Yeah, 190 plus. 190 plus. 204, you know, that kind of stuff. Big, big, big moose. So Brad Brad and I's point is if you're in Alaska opening day and – Brian Martin, you can answer this. How many outfitters are going to tell you not to shoot a 200-inch moose on the first day of season in Alaska? Well, if it's over 50 inches and it's moderately good age, they're going to have you shoot it. 200 inches is still a good moose. Right. So Brad's point, I think, is what he's exactly. trying to make, is that you're going to spend $25,000 on that moose. 
mm-hmm. or you're going to spend 18000 maybe 30000 right. now on that Cause, moose. Because it's not hard to find your 65-inch moose but, but, for but, 35 grand. But, but, yeah. but back up a little bit. I, I think most of my clients, they want to come and they want to shoot a moose that they would proudly hang yes. above the fireplace. That's what I'm saying. So, so instead of spending, Our moose, you can do that. My, my, my yeah. as an advisor, as a guy who books hunts, um, and has a company that books hunts. And I'm just talking about me personally, yep. okay? Um, I personally have, and, and I say this, and Jeff's going to listen to this podcast and say, Brian, I'm going to kick your ass. And we send a lot of people to Alaska because yep. they want to go to the Alaska range. But, Aaron, I have no reservations about saying, dude, um, you need to just go to British Columbia. And to me, it's the, it's the best-kept secret in America right now to go hunting because when we're done with moose, how much is it going to cost me if I wanted to do a three-hunt combo um, and kill a elk or a goat or something else that I see along well, the Well, the difference between a single species and a three-animal species yes, is $6,000. Okay, that's a, and that's so, my argument. Yeah, you, go, you go up to B.C., and, and here's what I tell people when I Point consult. Point made, 24000 Right. My point is you buy tags and you put them in your pocket. That's a cheap insurance policy, mm-hmm. and you, you become a collector. Oh, look at that. That's a nice bull elk. Can, can I we, wasn't coming for bull elk, but I'm, that, that's a good bull elk. I'm going to take it. Can mm-hmm. we that's back up for two me. seconds okay. before we go totally yeah. down that road? So now we're at 24,000 baseline, okay, because I, I just want to connect the dots for everybody listening, okay? And most of our um, Alaska moose hunts are 25,000, okay? And, I, and they but, go up to 30, 35. Yeah, 30, 30. That's right, Brian. So, so we're not saying don't go to Alaska, but, but we're talking on this podcast that why to hunt British Columbia, Okay. Uh, now and the other thing is the tags and licenses. One, uh, right. one, so I was just one, ask. one elk tag in Wyoming is as expensive as two or three tags in British D- Columbia. Does right? this twenty four thousand include tags and licenses? No. Okay. And so what are those? So you have a license. Kelly, you're like eleven hundred bucks for five tags or something okay, like that. Okay, Kelly, can you, you look that up? Because no, Aaron, I, I Aaron will forget or he'll, he'll quiet, do the outfitter goes. If you'd be quiet, I'd tell you. <sighs> the hunting license. So it's one hundred ninety five bucks for a hunting license, and then it's three hundred fifty for a goat tag. I think moose is two. And 250 for a moose yep. tag and 250 for an elk tag. Okay. So and what and I it, tell uh, guys, so. 1100 yeah. bucks. I was pretty should, close. Yeah. That's Canadian money. So that's about <laughs> 900 Oh. <laughs> but then with tax. No, that, that's I think US Brian's money. Got, yeah, that's U.S. money. Yeah, that's, that's U.S. dollars. No, no, no. The outfitters charge U.S. And the reason they do is because they have to have an expediter go buy it and, and it includes <laughs> the taxes the part and everything where you couldn't else. monetize a monkey jumping <laughs> off a bridge for the first time ever anybody's ever seen it. And that <laughs> also includes a non-resident hunter preservation. Well, that's fund. true. When you when you but come hunting with me, when you show up, you get off the airplane, I already have your license. Here, no, here's yes. the all we, that kind of stuff. Okay, what's we the, just GS, the what's the GSTs? 5%. 5%. Okay, so And that's on the hunt cost and all the taxes and everything. Okay, so 5%. So we're at another 2 grand. Is that right? No. Uh, um, no. 18 17 50. So, what so are, what no, are you no, talking no, about? No, 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 no. no, no, no what a twenty-four thousand dollar hunt. Oh, twenty-four thousand. That's twelve, no, twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred. Okay, so twelve hundred bucks. Bad. Okay, twelve hundred bucks. Eleven hundred bucks. Okay, twenty-two. No, now, before we all jump in, because our, uh, we, I want to make this enjoyable for our listeners. Brad, how much is a grizzly bear tag? I think uh, it's no, thousand. How much is a moose tag? 
in in Alaska. Alaska. It's a lot now. I think they're six. Uh, no, they're eight hundred bucks. I think. Yeah. I think okay. And a grizzly is more than a thousand. Yeah. By license. And, yeah. Still, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then the, how much? Hold on. And how much is the regular hunting license? One hundred and seventy, I think. Okay, now. that's right. Within a margin of error. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Okay. And then how much is a caribou tag? A caribou tag, I think, is five fifty or something. Okay. And how much is a black uh, yeah. tag? You're spending. Oh. You're spending three, four grand. Alaska just more than tags. doubled a few years ago. <laughs> they right? doubled. They doubled. They straight up doubled. So so here's my point. I ride in. Okay, I fly into Fort St. John. John? John. I fly John, into Fort St. John. Fort St. John, A. Eh? I fly into Fort St. John. I get picked up by a bearded uh, guide that looks like. It's like a young Oline Santa Claus. Grizzly Adams, but really ugly. And then. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. And he handles my bags for I'm me, takes care of everything. <laughs> we digress so bad. I am so sorry. We might want to edit that part. Okay, right. so listen, my, my, my whole point here is. That I have twenty two hundred dollars into taxes and licenses on top of my twenty four. I'm at twenty six two into this hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have a legitimate shot at two of those species. I've been there. I, I was on a three mm-hmm. um, animal hunt with you and killed two. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and my partner would have too if he could have stayed healthy. And yeah. not eat the stuff we told him not to eat. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, not eat. I mean, he was drinking out of mud puddles and horse tracks. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, he's trying to be Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, being cute. Okay, Texas Ranger. If you're gonna be, tough. if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, <laughs> but but let let's not digress too much here. So we got twenty six thousand into this hunt. Okay, I have three tags in my pocket, maybe four. I'm ready to go. Okay, what's my chances of getting two animals on ten days? Oh, very good. Especially, you know, things like a goat. A goat is really high success. The only thing that limits you from goats is your only physical is your own physical ability and weather. So the nice thing about being on a goat, moose, or elk combination, yeah. if your mounds are fogged in, you go moose and yeah, elk right. hunting. You, you adapt. So you got something to do. Right. Yeah. We're you not know? we're not we're not weathered in in a tent because yeah. now we're just moose hunting. Yeah. If a guy comes on a goat hunt, I had a guy one time come just on a goat hunt and he sat in a tent for nine days. Well, you could have been moose hunting that whole time, right? You know, so combination is good that way. And then on your nice sunny days when you're not going to freeze your butt off and get soaking wet climbing, then you go and you, you you look for your goat, and so it gives you the opportunity to capitalize on every day that you're out there. And well, just, and you're an opportunist. You're riding along and you see an animal up just above Alpine feeding. You go take off. And after. there is nothing worse. Than the guy who goes, ah, I'm not going to buy the elk tag. And you're riding down the trail, and a big bull elk steps out, and it's just screaming at you. And you stand there and try and take pictures with your phone. And, and they're screaming, <laughs> and you're rifle hunting. Yeah. This is this is not Yeah, we can hunt through the Colorado, both elk and right? moose and everything. I mean, it's... The other thing is, if I'm a purist and I want to shoot everything with a bow, but I want to have success, can I bring both the, uh, weapons, a bow and a rifle? So Do you want me to answer that honestly? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Why legally. Why answer that legally. Well, legally, yes, you can. Okay, that's what I want to know because there's guys listening. They're like, I want to kill it with a bow, and if I don't kill it with a bow, it's not as cool as if I killed it with a rifle. Okay, listen, you gotta, you got to give You're killing me, that Smalls. You're I killing know I'm me killing smalls. you. I'm, I know because you don't want these so, guys. Well, no, I just I, – Deal with Kelly on that shit, not me. Let's just so, keep going. No, I, I'm just going to interject a little bit. It's really frustrating – when a guy goes, I've saved up my whole life. I want to go on a moose hunt. This has been a dream of mine. All that I want to kill him with a bow. Right. I'm like, you're going backwards. 
you, you know, you can shoot them with a rifle here while they're bugling. Yeah. Let's play this game right. I yeah. mean, and, we don't want to start out and for two me, and oh, for me behind I, the count. You know, <laughs> I I don't know if it's a once in a lifetime thing. Bring a rifle. Right. I, I would encourage that. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question. I want to do it with a bow. I come. No, I'm just asking because we got guys that are, are yeah, listening. I'm making that, that faces over I, here. I know you are. <laughs> um, and I guess I'm explaining that by my reaction to you. So let's say it's me. I want to kill one with a bow, Aaron. I want to go hunting with you. And you drag my ass out there with a horse and we're up there and we get on a, a moose and we can't get in any closer than 100 yards. And I look at you and go, well, we get in a closer. And you look at me and said, Yep. I killed in hundreds of moose, never getting this thing closer. Here's my rifle. Or, if, <laughs> if I look at you, are you going to be able to offer me a rifle to shoot that with? Yeah. Okay, that's my question. Then I don't go home empty-handed. Yeah. Okay, so it's the adventure. You have to be realistic with the outcome. Here's the thing. How do you hunt British Columbia is the topic here today. And I want everybody to understand this. I understand that $24,000, $26,000 all in, plus a $1,000 flight, you're looking at just under $30,000 for this hunt, okay? That's a lot of money for, for most people I know. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. Hell, oh, that's so a lot of money for the people I know that have a lot of money. Nobody, but, nobody but likes to throw thirty grand away. Thirty grand, I, I take that very seriously as an outfitter. Right? Explain that. Well, I mean, you know, you get different kinds of hunters. Some guys, you know, it's not a big deal. Thirty grand. Some guys, man, they've been saving for a long time. That kind of deal. They all get the same effort, and we lose sleep as a guide and an outfitter trying to figure out how to get our clients animals. It's how to bring them that value. How to bring them that value. Yep. Exactly right. And I understand. Like we bring them adventure every day. I mean, that's a big thing. I think that's a person shouldn't miss. And But understand that we are trying our darndest to get you what you come for. And, and the unfortunate reality, there's a lot of value, even if you didn't bring a gun and it had a tag in your pocket, if you but don't I, do a 10-day trip. But as her. a guide, my happiest day is when you shoot a moose and your hunter's crying because it's a, it's a goal realized. You know, that's what we're trying to bring people. Right. The trouble is, is we're dealing with we're, we're dealing with factors that we can't control all of that kind of stuff. So it's great for people to be realistic, all that kind of stuff, but understand we're trying. Sometimes clients show up and they, they think that, Oh, you know, you just took my money and we're riding around in the trees or whatever, but we're here to put in a solid effort because that's what everybody, every guide loves to see that. Well, this territory you have also, it's, you're even if you're in alpine you can get above alpine fairly easy well the, ni the, the nice thing about where we are if you're calling moose there's limiting factors right wind is a limiting factor uh rain is a limiting factor you know all that kind of stuff they're limiting just factors. the thickness the thickness of the it thickness if you're just of the trees, density you know, of the density where they live yeah, yeah. yeah i mean yeah so Wake up in the morning, it's a crisp, clear morning, nice frost. We go out and we try and call a bull. If we wake up in the morning and the wind's blowing, we're going to ride up above Alpine. And we're going to look for one, we're going to find one, and we're going to stalk him. So you have more opportunity. You can capitalize every day on different opportunities. You're not stuck with one specific hunting style. Right, this is not a Canadian park you in the wilderness yeah. for 12 days hoping one comes We're going to call them in even if they're not calling. <laughs> right. We, we, we try really hard to do that. You're in a, right. I will tell you this. You, I, I, obviously, I've been on quite a few bull, uh, bull moose hunts, mm -hmm. and you are 
Hmm. I shouldn't say this. Believe if, if we head, talk about this. If I have I, a hat. If that I, I edit fit. this, because we might want to edit this out, because I don't want to, you know, expand. I have this. a hat that I need to fit tomorrow. Yeah, I know this is going to be hard for me. <laughs> you probably are the best moose caller I've ever been with, but that's it. End of compliments. You sorry bastard. So anyway, all right. So anyway, <laughs> moose thank you, moose whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they weren't even rutting. And that moose we spotted out there that morning, you got him coming that right across. That was the 5th of September. 5th that of was September. the earliest I've ever had a moose respond. Doof, doof. Hey, Glunkin coming across. I'll never forget it. We're like. Were you we, using bull call? Uh, like. Uh, no, I was call calling that day, actually. Yeah, yeah like. just stripped. Like, as yeah, his, his horns are white on yours yeah. in the photos. Yeah. White. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. He would have been red a couple under, under, days before. understand. People said, you know, man, it would be a sad day. It, that's the one I would miss, is if they stop moose hunting. That's the one I would miss. I love you know, moose hunting. You know, it's so funny passion. because your favorite the, is moose yep. hunting. Yeah, and you love moose hunting too, Brian, don't you? If I have the right area, yes. If it's really dark timber, the problem with moose hunting is if it's really dark timber and you can't spot them. There's just yeah. some days you almost can't call them in. Yeah, you literally have to right. step so on dense. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aaron taught me some stuff with moose hunting, like raking methods and a few other things. That that, I he, he got this moose up and after. Now, it took a little bit because it was early, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll never forget shooting that moose out there. It was one of the greatest things. But anyway, so here's the deal. But okay. I'd rather hunt moose and elk if I had the choice. I, I would too. Personally. But I'm going to kill a big elk this year, um, God willing. So back to Bleep's uh, note before he even sends the damn thing to me right now, okay? Um, it, here's how you do it. Number one – it's a fiscal pill to swallow. A commitment. Yep. We can help you with that with a budget plan. This is why Aaron works with us, and this is why we work with Aaron. It's 2022. Okay? Let's make this palatable. You want to go on a hunt in 2025. Now, when we go this far out, there are there is the opportunity that things are going to change in price because it could go up 10%, 12% because of, you know, fuel uh, – um, Right, Joe. Uh, uh, um, the, go, Brandon's. You're, uh, you're not locking in the exact inflation, price, but you, you're you're locking in a spot. Right now, we can do that in two years. But we can't do it in three years out. But if we go three years out, and let's say we book a hunt right now with Aaron, you're listening to this. And you, go, I want to book that hunt. I want to go in. I want to ride in for ten days. I want to be Jeremiah Johnson. I want to hunt British Columbia. I look at these big mountains. I want to go do all this stuff. And I got to tell you, it is an amazing adventure. Uh, it's like it's it's. I have a lifetime of snapshots in my brain that I can't unsee from that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. And so you you send us 25% down, 6,250 bucks. We, we you have your spot locked, okay? We have a hunt layaway program, then every month you you we can do a budget for you. Every month you hit your credit card, bank card, ACH, whatever you want. You start making payments quarterly, whatever you want. We set them up. We find the easiest is our monthly plan. Okay, this is the hunt layaway plan. And then next year, okay, we go now. We have almost 40% to him. By one year out, we have over 50%, actually 60 to 65. 60 days before you go in there, he's 100% paid. He's talked to you. He's communicated with you. He's set you up. He tells you what gear you need. Is that not right? Yeah. But I'll also add something to that. Yes. If you book a hunt for 2024, yes, in 2022, I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you book it for the 2022 price. Okay, I, I didn't say that's, that. That's, See, that's, so awfully, that's, that's awfully fair. Because normally it would go up about in that time period, five, at least 10 percent. Yeah, five yeah. ten percent. So, so did, I hope everybody heard that. If you're sitting here and go, I'll book a hunt. 
so we when our vetting process and you know this they mm-hmm. actually gives me goosebumps right now okay and it's 100 damn degrees in this room but like I, like I was a kid that grew up rural route three Waverly Iowa my dad had a horse farm um, a case of beer on every pickup and um, that was the priority and wow we, and what we, happened we, to we, you yeah right we had a <laughs> my, my, my point is we were as poor as dirt does that make sense? Yeah. We were as poor as dirt. I never, as a kid w- reading Fred Bear's field notes, mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be hunting with an arrow in, in the middle of nowhere. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I'm just trying to speak to the audience that says, I could never do that. Yes, you can. Pretty no. cool. After, and, and after I mean, that, it's, there's I, only one question. Pilgrim, can you skin a grizz? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to get, like, sentimental. But no, there's a lot of people right. listening going, I could never f- – you can chip away at it. Here's chip the thing. I went on it. my first guided hunt to the Angava Territory in Quebec. And I said Quebec wrong, and I didn't know where the Angava Territory was. But I saved my money, and instead of making a truck payment, okay, and buying a new truck that year, I went and spent the $2,000 on going hunting because I wanted that adventure. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the money for a hotel room when they said, your plane ain't leaving for two days because mm-hmm. the weather's bad up there. And I slept under my truck in the parking lot when everybody else was waiting <laughs> to get on the, the Airbus that they were taxiing back and forth. And you know what it did? It ignited something to me. And I said, you know what? I might not ever drive a new pickup. I might not ever have the fanciest home. But damn it, I'm taking these memories with me to my grave. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's what you get in British Columbia, yeah. in my opinion. It's a special place. Well, in the lower 48, it's impossible to shoot three species in one area. Um, on guaranteed tags. I don't know any place outside of Texas. Well, I say in the West, and Texas is not really the West. That's good the point. Southwest. There's yeah, no place. There's you only like Idaho, really only Idaho yeah. and some places in, in, in uh, Colorado and one or two in Wyoming that you can even shoot two. Mm-hmm. Most places like here at Oregon, right? Deer's different than elk unless you're archery hunting. Mm-hmm. And so to go rifle hunting with a bugle, right, and to go rut, rut hunting the moose and everything, mm-hmm. You can't do it in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. You can't get, get, get a moose tag down here unless you have at least, I mean, you wouldn't even think about a moose tag unless you have at least 10 years of drawing. And, and, and maybe where 20. can you get an over-the-counter goat tag? Um, yeah, Alaska. United States? But Alaska, that's yeah. it. But you have to lower be 48, nowhere. Or, uh-huh. yeah. So by the time you figure it up, if you did a, a good elk only where you can shoot a, say, a 300 to a 350 bull, that's at least a 10 grand hunt. A caribou only hunt or, you know, or a goat only hunt's at least 10. I mean, in, in the yep. cheapest places like if Alaska guided. Yeah. And so there's that hunt right there. So, and then a moose hunt, you can't get one down here. Uh, even a do-it-yourself moose hunt in Alaska is going to cost you about f- 7 to 12 probably. Then that's you providing a lot and, of the and stuff. And the value of having a guy who knows how to butcher one, get it quartered up, get it in panniers, have it yeah. on stock that'll not, not blow up when you carry that quarter <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, how many horses have you seen blow up when you try to throw a quarter on them, right? You walk right up, put it in your pannier. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a ton of value in that. Well, yeah, yeah. you can't do the three hunt, the three hunts individually. Even if you get a good deal on guided hunts or landowner tags, is going to be substantially over thirty thousand because you mm. got to go guide in Alaska, right? Yeah. Uh, moose is no chance. You got to go. You know, you know, pay somebody to fly you in and float a river. That's at least another ten. So yeah, it's actually cheaper to hire an outfitter and do all two or at least three uh, if you get lucky. Mm-hmm. on in one trip it's it's that's where british columbia shines yeah 
And the beauty and if you can of And it's quality Columbia. animals, too. If yeah. you shoot a deer on an elk hunt, say in Colorado or vice versa, just very rarely that you get a place that has trophy of both. Yeah. Like the Deseret in, in, in Utah can, but that's landowner tags and it's extremely yeah. expensive. You know, the ranch my sister runs in Colorado, they charge 30 grand for a deer and elk combo if you want the trophies. Mm-hmm. And if you want the management, it's like 18 or 19, but that's like yeah. a five point and a three by four. Yeah. So it's a way better deal. Yeah, I, I got you were going to say something, Brad. No, I, I, I just. And you have a two month season. I'm, I mean, there's just yeah. so, many, so many intangibles to British Columbia. Um, you know, the COVID's a hiccup. Um, the rifle is a minor hiccup, you know, getting the, you know. Rifle isn't a hiccup at all. It's, it's super easy. Yeah. You bring I don't even thing. know now if COVID's a hiccup if you're willing to get jabbed. Um, uh, um, um, that's what I was just But the scenery, for. the experience, the wild. I mean, the, there's something, you know, the wild at heart that you can't. It's hard mm-hmm. to get. You know, I mean, it, it's not like you go to Yellowstone. Well, it's not like you going know, to Yellowstone or Banff. I right? mean, J- Jim's an example. I'll use Jim as an example. Jim who? Jimmy B. Banano. <laughs> Jim Banano. Jim Banano. You the man, Jim. <laughs> so, but Jim, Jim's an example. We're moose, elk hunting, whatever, and he had a sheep tag because of one of the combinations he bought with us over a number of years. And I get a, you know, I get a text message from one of my guys, and they're like, we found a sheep for you guys. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I look at Jim, and I said, you, you know, are you interested? And he goes, yeah. I says two days horseback ride from here. He's like, let's do it. <laughs> so away we Jim went. Jim is Jim the is man. The man. <laughs> Jim's a horseman now. So we take off. We get up there. And Jim wasn't good on horses the first couple of days, was he? No. Jim, you know, Jim would. Well, I don't know if Jim had ridden horses much before he no, came. No, he had. And you know what? And I did. can accommodate those people, too. Yeah, right? That's the cool thing about yeah. you. Little side note on Jim. He calls me up. He goes, Brian, the first two days. I was riding along, scripting in my mind how I was going to tell you that I didn't want to ever come back here and go hunting again. <laughs> you bring a good point. Uh, but but how, bring, much, bring, how much how much personal back to was that, that uh, for that guy? Oh, yeah. But let's wow. circle back. Let's circle back to that. I just want to finish my deal. So we ride our two days. Got the Wranglers coming behind us, and they set up our camp for us. And we go up the mountain. We find the sheep again. And we harvest the sheep. Great ram. Yes. Phenomenal deal. Gorgeous. And then it's like it's just about dark. So we build a fire and we just camp out under some trees overnight. And that's an experience of a lifetime. Unbelievable. Lifetime. And then when you talk about Jim going on day two, there is a culture shock. Mm -hmm. For, For people who haven't done this before, I tell everybody, I said by day four, you're good at this. Right. Your brain will be locked in. Your brain's locked in. And, you know, same with people, you know, you get acclimatized to the elevation. You get all that stuff. You are a different man. Four days later. Four days later. Yeah. And different you got man. a different man and you with, do it, with a different ass. And you do it for over 20 years and you're a different <laughs> species. Sword. Yeah. No, you do it for 20-some years and you're a different species. Well, you know, I was telling. <laughs> they had was, to do PST, whatever, for hunting guides instead of just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my buddy Jason, he went. And uh, he'd broken his back, got bucked off a horse on the ranch 10 days before, and it doesn't slow him down. He's going. So he let's killed clarify. A goat. He killed a goat on that trip with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a broken freaking back. And, yeah. and, and you got him. Your guy got him. So let's him up clarify. There. He didn't get bucked off. At no, 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 no. He was, he, was <laughs> he was on his ranch on his horse. Yeah, no, yeah. I got bucked off at your place. So, no, you home. didn't. You fell off. You. <laughs> I didn't fall off. 
When did you get? I did not get fall off. I got off, and the damn horse tried to kill me. The mule did. Well, I don't care. Can you hold Molly that the is mule? an excellent judge of character. I've told you that over and over and over again. You know but what? Jason, Jay saw you coming I'm a mile away. What my wife said about you that you're a nice, kind man. She's a bad judge of character. Jason too. still talks about that. He shot his goat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's dark by the time they get to it and yada, yada, yada. It's dark. And so they will start walking back to the horses. And he said, it is dark. We just plunkered down, built a fire. He said, of course, sun comes up in the morning. Horses are right there. Yeah. <laughs> almost know, made it to us. way it how, works, right? How fun is that, though, right? Well, and I've what had guys. Blast. I've had, you know, I've had full 50 or 50-some-year-old 50 guys. That goal, uh, I remember one guy came on a goat hunt with me, and on day four we got a goat. And at the end of it, he goes, I never, ever thought I could do anything like this. He goes, it (laughs) changed my perspective on what I see as my own capability. Right. He said, I will see my business different. I will see my family different. I will see everything different because now I know what I can accomplish. And the only way you can figure that out is to be there. And to do it and to try it. And it is interesting, so interesting. I could tell people, hey, do you want to climb that mountain and sleep on the side of it in the rain? And, you know, all that. I can't do that. I don't know how many hunters I've heard say, I can't do that. And, and, just, and after, trip, after doing this, how many times I just smile. And I, <laughs> everybody that comes can do it. And all that happens is you have to be faced with it. And then, at the end of it, you're like, holy crow. I can't believe I just did that. You know, lay around a fire with a set of sheep horns or a goat or a moose or whatever. And you sleep under the stars and you're like, are you kidding me? This is Jeremiah Johnson stuff. That's like exactly that. right. Yeah. And Seen he it right off. Didn't throw enough dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know? it's, that, I mean, I, I know I reference it all the time, but uh, Fred Bear Field Notes, I wore that book out going, dude, one day. And then looking at the go, pictures, huh? when you go at a place, um, there's actually not that many pictures in that <laughs> book, but you obviously never read a book that big until your nerd brain went to college. So anyway, um, but, but dentists, we're, but dentists. We're, we are all men. Exactly. Come, let me prove it to you. Exactly. I like that. You know, that's because that's, a, that's all the, the, so many things that hold us back is just how we see it. And, once you're in it and do it, you're like, hey, I got this. Well, the enigma of BC is not just the animals that you can chase. It's the remoteness. It's the wilderness. It's that discover yourself. It's it's just different. Everything about it's different. You There's know, you a million just, intangibles to yeah. going to British Columbia for sure. Yeah. So go ahead, Jim. Jim Banana's a great example, and he told me a story. He said, "I'm on a I'm on a call." with some of my buddies and they want to go shoot hogs and this and that and the other. And they said, what do you want to do, Jim? And he says, I want to go sheep hunting. And they laughed at him. And, yeah. And said, you'll never be able to do it. He picks those horns up. And he looks at me, man, gives me chills even talking about it. He goes, I did. By the end of the hunt, he's like, we need to talk about next year. I want to know when, when I'm coming next year. And at the beginning, he's like, I, no, he, I'm going to kill was, Brian. On he, he was <laughs> calling me up to, re, to give me his resignation letter and find somebody else for my next year's hunt. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, anyway, Jim, he's, he's going 
Th- three more years. And Jim is an uber uh-huh. successful businessman yeah. that mentally is one focused guy. And we, we've known Jim for a few years now, and we do his bookings all over the uh, country and all over the world. And, and for him to go on that hunt, I know he would be sending me texts in the morning, working out and trying to do it. But you can do all that you want, but mentally you have no idea unless you've ever been on that. Yeah. And then the way it challenged him, like you said – he knew he was a man because he's won in a lot of aspects of his life. He's a he is a winner in every capacity of his life, and now he said, "I'm gonna embark." Because he just started hunting, mm. so he's a perfect example. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. He's awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, hey guys, thank you so much today. This was this was amazing. I really really appreciate this. Um, again, and all of you, thank you for joining us today. Head on over to RollingBones.com. Go ahead and click on Adventures. Go down and uh, um, hit BC, British Columbia, and then start looking around. You might see a picture of Aaron and some of his uh, um, his illustrious uh, uh, adventures. Anyway, um, that's rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We want to help you get the applications, have access to the right uh, um, areas, So, because we definitely want to offer service, access, value, and education. We're ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. And so... Make sure also you subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. Leave us an honest review and rating. Bleep always wants me to say that because we want you um, helping us share this information with a lot of people. One of my favorite things to do, I was telling my wife the other day, and I'll end on this. One of my favorite things to do right now in the hunting world, because this was one of those hunting uh, years that, uh, um, <laughs> like I put on my Instagram this morning, uh, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was a little lean. It was a little lean, and we hunted our arshes off. Um, but I was telling my wife, um, she goes, you know what, the older you get, because I just turned another year older, she said, you need to make sure you do what you want to do. And, and I, I said, you know what, my favorite part in, uh, about hunting this last year was taking um, – a young man that wanted Brad's son, Mason, um, getting out there, taking youth into the outdoors, introducing somebody new into the sport of hunting and, and the love of outdoors because it's way, way, way more than killing. It's, uh, it's not that at all, and that's what people don't understand. So anyway, listen, check us out. Uh, make sure you share this with somebody. We'd appreciate it, and uh, we want to bring better content. If you have a topic that you want, please go ahead and direct message us on social media, uh, Facebook or Rolling Bones. Um, we'll get back to you, or you can go to rollingbones.com, click on any one of the little orange tabs that says uh, get more information, and uh, it'll get to us for sure. So until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.